with Nero Shabbos. Rashi talks about, he says on the Rosh and Tzavis Salmas Bonov, so Rashi says from Shimon, that they know the zeros. Means you got to spend money. Mother has to kiss. You have to tell people, you know, it's important, whatever it is. Very shrewd, have to say. I mean, we're talking about Jews. We're talking about people who give stocky, who buy the nicest of mitzvahs. They spend the biggest of monies. And they're happy to do it. I'm going to say on them, they need schizos. Doesn't make sense. The chayrach, man, everybody, when they go down to buy an even, even the poorer people, and they spend a couple hundred dollars now. They stay, they buy it. So why do you need zeros? So I want to tie it. Remember we spoke last week about the union of when you bring a carbon oiler, you're really saying that I, I do I have nothing. If that's the case, it's not just money you're giving something that you have. You know, like a guy, I got plenty of money, I'm gonna buy my ass leak. That's not the way it is. I have nothing. I have an ass leak, that means I'm doing it because. And I, I'm using God's money for God's work, but it's God's money. He gave it to me, can take it from me. I'm not securing it, except the fact that I rely on Akkadish Boko, that'll take care of me. But besides that, there is really no, no way that I, that I can feel that it's my money. And that's, I think, is the Hefzid moment. By bringing Coben, and especially the Kabbalists were talking about the Mincha and the Vadiqo, these are ones of, the, of, of saying that everything I have is from my Kurdish and all the caves I have is from my Kurdish Okay, that I think is the probably the Iker of the Seder, which fits perfectly with Pur. I'll tell you a story that happened with me over 70 years ago. It's a long time. I was in Tells at the time. And uh, I must have gotten a little high. Because if I didn't, I don't think that I would have the guts to go over to Lemeyer. Lemeyer was the Washishiv at that time, Lemeyer Bloch. And I went over to him and I asked him a question. This is Ampulum, remember. The Taylor, if we would have been Mekai Mechis Amalek, like the Benshu wanted, we would have only have 612 mitzvahs left in the Taylor. And that's the case, the Taylor would be poorer. You have to have 613. So the fact that we would knock that one mitzvah doesn't seem right. Doesn't seem that would be, that's what the Benshu would want. And yet, Lachayrit is such a mitzvah. That's what I asked him. And he answered me an interesting answer that in reality has formed a lot of the thoughts that I have about this Indian. We'll talk about it in a minute. That he said, we're not, the Vanisham Pasha Zohar is not interested in killing the, the people of Amalek. What he's interested in is, is wiping out the ideas of Amalek, the kfirah of Amalek. And that you always have, whether it's Amalekim here or not, that is in the world and that you have to get out and to wipe out. Okay. That's what he told me. And if they told me that, whatever it was, and whenever, I can't answer when these ideas came into my head, but... Let's look at the parshas. There are two distinct parshas mentioning Zohar. One is in parshas B'Shalach, and one is in parshas uh, Kiseite. The one that we read is parshas Kiseite. So Mishalach is, why did we pick Kiseite? So let's see what it says in Mishalach. Mishalach tells us the story of the war of Amalek, it's the Kriya we do on, on, on 
Purim. And this is Roshan. You write this down. The symbols in Yeshua and also Talatim. I will destroy Amalek. Didn't say you. This is I. Right? Okay. The seat of HaKadosh Baruch is not finished. The name of HaKadosh Baruch is not complete as long as the ideas of Amalek are, or as long as there are Amalekim in the world. But I'll take care of them. The Chomel HaShem Amalek. The Benesh is fighting with Amalek. What does it say in Paris? He said, see? Which is the one we read, not this one. Yeah. Zochas Hashem also lucho Amalek. Remember what Amalek did to you, right? It says from him in Tzayim. What he actually called Chabaderach, he called you off on the road. when he tells you that you have no more enemies, Nikola Yevach and Yusavir, that I assume that includes Amalek. And therefore, Amalek is also dead. So if everybody's dead, so what do you want me to do? Because now you can concentrate on yourself. Till now, you were busy worrying about uh, Malthus and wars, things of that sort. You have no real time to concentrate on, on getting rid of the Amalek that's in you. But now, that, he, that, that they are the dead as, as, as people, now you can get rid of them as, as ideas. And that's the point of things. So this is really the one that we want, is the ideas, which I said, like, well, he made it, told me. And according to this, we come out to Chidushim, I think. There are Achreinim that claim that the Yitzhah passes Zoha with the Kriya of uh, Purim. According to what I just said, it can't be. So it's not true. Secondly, this paper is with this whole Indian of do you make a minya for women? Don't you make a minya for women? And, and, and that's one of the things I think they teach them very well because you're packed, the shoulders are packed with girls. And so therefore, they learn this then that it has to be done. And yet, many Achrenim say this, it doesn't apply to women. A woman doesn't go to war. But when I say, what I'm saying, it has nothing to do with war. It's a personal war in with yourself. Personal war with yourself. A woman is the same as a man. It doesn't make a difference. So the will come out that, that, that women do have a chiv of zacha. So we have two, two uh, I, I guess, anti what we, what, 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 what we, we say. I mean, one, one, the one that the lane that that seems to be, you know, the world took it on. So I'm not saying anything about that, but Lamaisa, according to me, it's a good thing. And also, as I say, the other thing is, is that there's no real chiv on anyone to go out and kill Amalekim, even if they know they're real Amalekim, they have no such chiv, because uh, that's God's job to kill Amalekim, taking the, the using the, uh, the care for the right thing, that's a different story. But when invention is mitzvah us, like the mitzvah of to go kill a Amalek, and fine. And it's also an interesting thing that there's two types of Ra in the world that the Benishim dealt with and we know from the Torah. One of them is Sudoim, and one is Amalek. Sudoim, the Benishim destroys completely. Amalek, he leaves them over. It says and again in Parshas B'Shalach, where the war is, He weakened them. 
So Rashi says, how did he weaken them? He killed all the strong ones and left the weak ones. And that was our Piyadibu, the Fenshimetsu Tzuluah, uh, where he told him to do that. Now, why would you want to keep them alive, period? He had the chance to wipe them out, right? Because the person has to know what's bad in this world. You can't just come along and say, you know, that looks like it's bad or good. I think that, you know, Mussolini is making the trains uh, come on time, right? A good or bad thing. I have no idea, but if you think about it, one thing definitely came out, the person who made the thing was not a good man. And therefore, uh, we have to figure out, like, what is wrong with being so punctual that means that uh, the trains come on time. Now, I, I haven't thought about it too, but that seems to be his major accomplishment in life, was he made the trains come on time. And that, I think, is something we have to learn out and find out why, why, why he was interested so much in that. But there's so many things that, that we, we have to take into consideration of what Amalek is. Amalek has the big lie. So the normal thing we say, Shekhar and Emes, Emes has two legs, Aleph has two feet. Uh, the Mem has this, and he has one that goes down like that. And the Sof has two, two legs. So they have two legs. So truth stands on two legs. Shekhar stands on one leg. The Shin in the Teve, by Ashkenazim, it's written this way. It comes to a point. By Svaldim, it comes more like uh, as a flat bottom, but the flat bottom is a drop curve, I think. And uh, But even if it isn't, there's one, but still one bottom. It's a straight bottom, a big bottom, but one bottom, right? Shin, the kuf is one leg, the race is one leg, right? Why? Because if you don't have some truth in something, it's not believable. That's the, that's the point we have to have. So, so Shekhar stands on one leg. The reason that one leg. But, you know, there's a Shekhar that's called the big lie. In other words, there, there, there never was a Holocaust, and it was what he called, and which was called, and people believe it. Why? You have people that still live through it, they can still testify to it. It doesn't mean anything to that. It just never happened, right? So the point is, the big lie doesn't need a leg. And that's really Amalek. Amalek is the big lie. There was no Kriyas Yansuf. There was no Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. And all these things didn't exist. Never happened. And therefore, what are you going to believe about? Because of those minutes that took place then, as far as we're concerned, they never took place. That's the difference between. So that Shekhar, we are forced to live with. The Kefir. But the Shekhar of, of Sdoim, which was to it's clear that they really come down, but they were saying we have a better idea than the Benishalit. In other words, the Benishal wants to have a terror, laws, this and that. We have better ones, more people will listen to, which of course is not true, but it does have an effect on people. I think the biggest one is, is the one of uh, that everyone is equal, and, and everyone is equal, depends what we're talking about. But the equality meaning we have to low, lower our goals because there's certain people can't live up to it. That's when, uh, what do you call it? Uh, oh boy. When you favor one, 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 uh, one, one sect, one, one group, or whatever it is. In other words, women can't carry 200 pounds, so we'll have to make them firefighters at 150. That means you're saying all the 200 pounds people that are going to be in the fire are going to be dead. I mean, because they haven't got anyone to take them out. On the other, if you have a 200 pound a woman that can carry 200 pounds, you may be right. Maybe we, she deserves the position because we never gave them a chance before. But right now, we, but to lower the standard, that, that, that's crazy. We need that standard. Same thing goes with mechanic. It is not a fixed car, so. What's the book? But we're going to agree. A guy will graduate a doctor at 80% at 80% or 70% or something like that. You know, just passed. And I think that, you know, I don't want to go to that doctor. I want to go to a doctor that, that has the ability to cure me, whatever it is there. 
So therefore, all of these guys, when you lower the standard, that's not a good thing. And the, and, and, and that was really what, what Stoim did. What Stoim did was originally started off was if you're too tall, chopped off your legs. If you're too short, they stretch you. Um, what else do they do? Uh, they, they, they let you have any, any title you want that you're entitled to. In other words, we don't tell anybody what to do and what not to do as far as that goes. Uh, and this goes into, you know, when you have a test, should you mark, should you put the, the marks on the wall, right? Like you got the guy, this guy at 100, this guy at 80, this guy, whatever, whatever the things are, should you put them on the wall? Now, a lot of people say, no, because we put it on the wall, the kids that got an 80 or 70 and stuff will be very embarrassed. Right by saying that, and it's true, they will may they may be embarrassed, but the truth is they shouldn't be. God didn't give them the kefas to get a hundred, assuming they studied. If they didn't study, they deserved to be mukhazet and stuff like. But assuming they put in their kefas, God didn't necessarily give every person the same kefas. But what you're telling me is that the one who has the kefas doesn't have to produce more than the one who doesn't have the kechas. Now, God gave you kechas. He gave them for a reason. He didn't give it to you to just waste them. He gave it to them to do something with them. And now I don't have to do anything with them because I don't know if it's being better or, or smarter or whatever it is than someone else. Because I, even if I am, I'm not going to get a better degree. I'm not going to get a better thing because he's going to be entitled to a degree and he doesn't even have to work for it as long as I have to work for it. So what's the point? And that's the thing that that type of thing is not good for the world. And therefore, that the Rabbanishim destroys right away, those ideas. And you'll say, you know, well, we got them right now in the country. So things that are so un, 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 illogical. Uh, you technically can walk into a grocery store supermarket and take a thousand dollars worth of stuff and just walk out with it. They can't even call the cops on you. But if they do call the cops, the cops have to let you go. You think like that. Till then it's not a crime. But at least not a punishable crime. So it, it doesn't make any sense. Yet I think I assume the reason that this people are still in business is because they were, the kids were taught to pay what their debts. What's about the next generation? This is going to be the law. What's going to be with the next generation? You want to be like this? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, so we're having to have a big fight with Ayatza Hovis, with what do you call it, about about right and wrong, which we anyway have, but this is one that's going to be maybe called over there. And it says that, that I, I always tell it that this is really the uh, the aver of uh, Balper. Now, what was Balper? If it's if it's natural, it's good. One mizane is a natural act, and thing there, and then it's good. You got to go to why? How did you serve God by them? They used to go in the bathroom in front of God. Now you have to go in front of, uh, you have to go to the bathroom. Can't be bad. So what are you ashamed of? So do it in public. Now it was a type of dedication they had to this concept. Whenever it gets too big, I believe that's what it means that the Moshe Rabbeinu comes up and, uh, and puts an end to it. So somewhere along the line, it'll come to an end again. But this idea has come up in, in history many, many times. And the uh, and they say it's Moshe Rabbeinu that's going to destroy it. But we have to worry about that for ourselves. That's something that, that, that's, that's a terrible uh, thing. They dress it up as, a, as a something that's right, which is what Zodim did. They made the Torah into something that's right. These are the laws that we should listen. It's better than the Torah. Of course, people will understand it more, appreciate it more, whatever it is. Anything, and that's what the, uh, 
Okay, that's that. Okay, so now we have the, the, the two types of, of uh, the, the two types of uh, of ra that we have in the world. We also have the said between the two types of zochers. What we have to destroy, what God is, is on destroying, and what we have to destroy. We have to destroy fear, which is us, which is the battle we have every single day. And this is what I, I think I came out with. After we have a, a, a battle, we talk about bitochen and emuna. I think we spoke about a little bit about emuna. That that's the carbon oil. The, and, and and the Asham Zeus that tell you that if you 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 that God can't make you happy with what you have or, or give you to give you what you have, what you're saying is God can't give me. I can take it myself. That's a thief. And the fact is that I believe that everything I have is mine. It's from my Kurdish Bohu. It's from my Kurdish Bohu. So why are you looking for more? He's not giving it to you. So if he didn't want to give it to you, obviously there's a reason for it. Okay. So that that part we understood. And anything that disagrees with that, it's our job to, to get out of our system because of, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's a dabara. No, it's, 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 con it's conflicting with the true morning we're talking about that. The reason we have the token is because God guarantees us to a certain extent, I don't even to a certain extent, to happiness to the end and, and, and run, that I will give you what you need. Now, which you, you think you're not getting it, but the truth is you're, you're getting it. The only reason you feel you're not getting it is you look at the other guy and you think the other guy has it better than you, or so you think. Let's say if a king likes a frankfurter, He's not going to serve it at his, at his dinner, at his state's dinner. So how's he ever going to eat it? He's just go into the kitchen and somehow sneak it out over there because that's what he likes, right? So it's not a good thing that if I'm trying to be rich, I'm trying to imitate what I think rich people have to have and stuff like that. And in fact, I don't even like what they serve, what they give. So therefore, this is not important. I was once with someone who who ordered aged beef, because it was the most expensive item on the, on the menu. And the truth is, I saw how he ate it. He, he got it. And there was a time when pay went 12, 25 was a normal price for a steak and a restaurant, a fancy restaurant, and this was $75. So obviously this was an expensive item. And he ate three bites and said how great it was, and it was enough for him. You believe it? I don't. I think he didn't like it. I bet that's what a rich guy has to eat. It's the most expensive item on the, on the menu. So that's what I'm going to eat. Okay. We want to test the talking. This is, I think, something that we, every one of us can test all the time. You go into an affair in Lakewood, now, they bought Hashem, they have parking lots. So you don't really have to walk too far in the thing. Well, let's say I'm coming to Brooklyn to Hassan. And I don't want to, and they, or they, they have or they don't have uh, valet parking. Or I don't want to wait for a valet parking. Valet parking takes you 45 minutes afterwards to wait till they get my car. I'm not interested in waiting and find my own spot, whatever it is. And I see a spot three blocks away. Will you take it or not? And as far as I know, most people will jump and take it. But hey, it's three blocks away. You don't want to walk three blocks. Let's say it's raining, whatever. Yeah, I don't want to walk. It's cold. Let's go three blocks and see if I'll find a parking space right in front of the hall. Why do I have to think that I'm not going to find one day? Okay. So most people will say, no, but this I got. The other one's the chasofik. I really have no betachem. Or I don't believe that betachem works for a parking space, whatever you want to pay for. Right? I tell you, if you really believe in betachem, the benson can take care of you. So why don't you try and find out? 
the worst that will be is that you're going to have to sleep, uh, walk six blocks instead of three. In other words, I won't find the parking spot in three blocks. But maybe I'll find one right in front of the place just to see if it's true. God works that way. I'll tell you a story with me. It's no, no big talking today. I had to see a doctor. And the doctor, it was in downtown Brooklyn. Downtown Brooklyn is like downtown Manhattan. You can't find a parking space. And a lot of places you can't even park. Anyway, we're down in the car. And some of my Joe, friend of mine drove me. And I asked him which building is. You see, points to the building right across the street. I said, and on the, on, the, on the side that we were on was a uh, was a, up, up to six hour parking, whatever it is over there, you were allowed to park, right? So it's a pull in and pull out job. So I said, look, if it's a pull in and pull out, someone's going to have to pull out. Mommy, as soon as he said that, car pulls out right across the street from the entrance of this place. Kevin's building. Well, terrific. Okay, apparently, and we park. Then we get out of the car, and I have to walk two blocks because this building's entrance to this place didn't have through the building. It had to be only from the outside, and it was through all the way around the corner. Okay, I told the guy, why didn't you tell me, you know, around the corner this mice, maybe it would have worked over there too. Abu mice over there, Takeda was no parking spot because it was illegal. You weren't allowed to park anywhere over there. Okay. So, in a way, we got what we needed and we wanted. But the idea is that I, I wasn't, I'm not a big, they say, more mind of view than you are. Well, the thing is that the tailor tells you to rely. I try to rely on the tailor. It doesn't work. So, it doesn't work. God doesn't want me to have the spot. But the mice say a lot of times it will work. And that's what really God is giving us every single day. And that's what we have to learn to live with, with the reason of Shadayim and and Amalek. God tests us every single day. It's not, it's not just Avraham uh, Avinu that got tested, you know, to see if he really is going to ask questions that God spoke or not. Right? He, he, we get tested the same way. Every single day we have situations that we don't know how, what's going to happen with them, right? We have situations that we don't know what's going to happen. How are we supposed to react? Okay, so whether we know that there's such a thing, that, that this is true, that we're going to have such situations. So the Pesach in Shaftan says, Pesachas, says, Tomim and Shem and Rashi says, what does it mean? He brings a shifra. Now, what does it mean? It means that whatever's don't look to see how to avoid situations by looking into the future and so on, but accept whatever God gives you and, and, and deal with it. And if you do that, then you're one of God's people. Okay. You have even a shtakilazach over there where um, the Malbum says, that uh, that if you do it, then you if you then you're one of God's people. If you if you looking for the future, trying to avoid these situations, so then the thing is that then then, you, that, then God takes away from you that the, that the union of uh, of Hashkocha Protis. In other words, you then you're part of the, the world, and what it means is ninjas and I'm ban over there. That says, let's say he believes in astrologers. You know, he, they know he holds it to chokhmah, even though Jews are not allowed to do it. Even though it's a chokhmah, it's not magic. He holds it to chokhmah to witness. But if one of them would tell you, you know, the odds are we've done tests on this thing. I mean, he doesn't put it in that way. Just that, that you know, you're going to die at a certain certain time. Tell him it doesn't apply to me. I'm a Jew. I actually have a shocha about this. All this thing doesn't make a difference to me. And that's the part that you have to know. In other words, all these averages that they tell you 
this cancer is 98%, this cancer is what equal, this is it. They were done on Goyim, not on Jews. You always have that hope because I'm a Jew that doesn't apply to me. That's a difference. I'm not one of the world. I'm not part of the world. I'm different. And the same thing goes for the, for the parking lot, for the parking space. I'm different. The odds are you're not going to find the spot. You're right. The odds are, but I'm going to find the spot because it doesn't apply to me. And that's what you have to believe. If you don't believe it, you got a problem. He says, Okay, so that's the point that we have to think about how much we are my meaning ourselves. Hey, Mazel Yisrael. Hey, Mazel Yisrael. Hey, Mazel Yisrael. Okay, that's right. Hey, Mazel Yisrael. So it's, uh, these are things that we, we are differently, we're different than anybody else. And because we're different than anybody else, we have different ways that we can appreciate the different spitochen that we can have in a Kurdish Baruch, but it's the bat that we have. What do I mean the bat that we have every day? We also have Anshin. We all agree that we'd rather get rid of all our punishments in this world than the next world. Right? Especially if they come small and Mr. Buzz and do this, whatever it is, problems. Many situations will arise in life which seem bad, how do I treat them? If I treat them like they're bad, meaning that I'm scared of them, so Baruch Hashem, I get rid of my, my ganem, whatever you call it, because I, what I suffered in this world, I suffered. But should I have suffered? That's the question that bothers me. In other words, we'll give a, ca a case of Mason uh, of Nochemish Gamzu, which is uh, really what it is, but, Rachamish Gamzu was, uh, was uh, asked to be a representative of the Yidden to deliver a box of, uh, of the jewels to the emperor, the Roman emperor, and bribe him with this box of Jews to get rid of exactly made against the Jews, which is okay. They figured that you know, Rachamish Gamzu was the guy that had a lot of decent happen to him. So he's a good guy to send. We send I don't know how they knew, whatever it is. Then anyway, he stays in an inn and they steal the jewels. And they fill up the, the box with sand. Okay. And it comes to, he doesn't, he doesn't even open the box. Comes to the melech and the melech opens the box. And yeah, I guess you can see his look on a face that he's not very pleased with, the, with what's in there. But all he says, Gamzu will tell you. And all of a sudden, Eliyahu Novi standing next to him, just as a Roman, and he says to, uh, to, the, to the Roman emperor, you know, this is a sin that Avraham Vinu used against Kedar Loimer, history they knew, especially military history, against Kedar Loimer, and it becomes weapons and things, and it wipes out the, the enemy. Okay, maybe. So I'm going to try it in my next battle. Usually he was fighting with the Parthians. So with Chos, so he went and he, and he did it. And, and actually, that's what happened. So what did he do? He took this, this same box that had the sand, filled it up with Jews, jewels, and gave it as a baton to the Eden, got rid of the Xavier, and became a very good friend of the Jews. Now, he may have done it for a very selfish reason. He figures if they gave me this box, you know what they got for a pile over there? I can't, I can't touch them, so maybe I might as well be friends with them. Okay, that could be. I'm not saying what the reason the Roman emperor was, was friendly with him. But the mice is, it was good. If it would have been normal, what would have happened? Would, he would have given the jewels to the king. And the, the emperor would then have thought about it. It does not have to be mevatli. Once you give the bribe, it's not in your hands anymore. It's in the guys when you're trying to bribe. And he doesn't necessarily have to do what you want him to do. And therefore, he may not. And, and so you wouldn't have had it. So the truth is, never was bad. There was no situation at all that was bad in it. Okay. So when you get a situation that looks bad, that's the first thing you're supposed to say, Gamzulitayu. 
I have no idea how, I don't know why, but this is good. Not that it could be good or maybe go to good and this, that. It is good because without it, I can't get to the good. Okay. That's the one place. What happens if that gets an English? It's not a test. It's a test that is going to be tough because it'll be good. What happens in Einish? God is interested in punishing. Then you say, call the over, the gums will call the over, whatever God does, he does for good. In other words, what is the mice for that? We have mice with Rabbi Akiva on that, that he uh, was once came to a town and he uh, expected to be invited into the houses and nobody invited him in, into the house, in the house. He had to sleep in the cold. I guess, uh, crooked, hard street. You know, you know, your street is not flat, so you're trying to find a place for about six feet that you can have flat, and you're going to find it so, so easy. So mainly, it, it, it's not that easy to have, okay? Um, he, had, he had a transportation, he had a mule that gets eaten up. He has a uh, he has a rooster to to wake him up in the morning. He also gets eaten up. He had a candle that he wanted to learn with, and it gets getting blown out. So he doesn't. So this night he doesn't learn. He lost his transportation. He lost his alarm clock, right? And he slept outside in hard cold, right? Next morning he goes in to see the other town, and the whole town is wiped out. Uh, bandits came during the night and wiped out the town, robbed everything in the town, and then wiped it out. If they would have seen his candle from learning, they would have known there's another person there. If they would have heard the donkey bray, they would know there's another person there. They would have the rooster crow, they know there's another person there. So in reality, the fact that he lost all these things, they were all good, right? And it was called the other on the top because it's a lot better uh, having all these things and not dying than to die, right? And having it. So obviously it was a good thing, but was it good? It was a bad night. He didn't learn that night. He lost the transportation. He lost the alarm clock. It cost him money. He was sleeping on a cold, hard ground. He didn't, he didn't have, he wasn't rested for the next day either. And therefore you can't say it was a good night, but it's a lot better than getting killed. So then you say, that's how a person should react to life. If you react that way to life, then, then, then there's no problems with life. And then you change the life. Right, I start off with comes that this is good what God's done. I don't know the good. I don't see yet the good. We'll see we'll, whatever. We'll live with it. But, uh, but the end is that it's good. That's, that's the main point that we have that we're trying to do. In there. That's one thing. I think that was a big lesson, I think, in the Megillah. And in the, in the, in the Kshire is a part of, as I say, Emunah and, and Betochet, that we trust that God will take care of us. But God can take care of us, and it's good things to do. I don't know about telling you a personal story, because it involves other people, and I think they would know who they are. Uh, but an actual thing that you would see the beauty of it that fits in perfectly into what I'm telling you. Um, then there's another big Indian that's in the Megillah. It says uh, the word whatever happened to him. So you have Mordechai telling the Sobatah whatever happened to him. And you have on the other hand, Haman telling it to his wife, when was the things that happened? Uh, when the Xavier came out against the Jews to kill him. So Mordechai takes the, the sign, the Pashegna's sub, to get off the wall, and he's going to show it to, to Esther. Right? So he goes to us to show it by shaking myself. And in describing it, in the, the conversation that they went to test, take place with Hasoch in the middle, uh, he explains it to Hasoch that this is all that happened to him. That means 
that this Xavier that we're talking about that was to kill out all the Jews is him. It's not we're all different people. Every one of us has a Xavier of Misa on us. And that Xavier comes because of something that we did. And that's the point called Shekhar, whatever we did. And that's what he, he went to, to Shekhar. On the other hand, that's Mordechai. He understands that even though the Xavier is on everybody, but it's on each and every individual. It's not just you're part of a group who will not kill off. That's all. It's not, it's not, it's not the case. The Benjamin is not going to Misa that way. He's only going to on individual people. Okay. Homan says the same thing. It's only coming back after the uh, taking Mordechai around and he's uh, in a bad mood, obviously. Uh, his daughter gets killed. Uh, you know, he, he is raining. He's uh, upset, but he had a bad day. In other words, his daughter died. He had to take more, uh, Mordechai around, his biggest enemy, to, to say, that the Melech wants to, to, to give cover to something that, that really went against his guts. And what else did what was involved in that? But he, he didn't express it in the point of Kosher Karo, who happened to me specifically. What he's saying is, I had a bad day today. I should have stayed in bed. I shouldn't have gotten out. But I got up and I had a bad day. Whatever I did was bad. Okay, so good. Today we should, we shouldn't stay, we should have stayed in bed. She didn't. And that's one point that the Tobanshim was showing us. So when you say Kosher Karo, each one thought of it as a different way. The Haman, because there he's a Kaifa, he's an Amaleki. So it happened to him because he had bad luck today. To, to Mordechai, it happened to him because God wanted to get him. And that's the difference how we to think. So it's very much important for us to think that way. And there's one other one which is. Uh, which is really a big thing that they're talking about how we're supposed to have an attitude, what we want to become in life. So, Godel Tamatera, even in Matzolz and Fashis. Tera is the blind terror is bigger. Now, what does that mean? We all know that if Mordechai, or I assume that Mordechai did, ask the Sanhedrin, what should he do? They all would have said, go save Kali so There'd be no question online. It's a mitzvah, she'yev, she'yelasa, say they are him, and therefore, he's to do it. So what's your problem? But the truth is, you shouldn't jump in. You should, you should, you have to do it. You have to do not only that mitzvah, but the bitl teva, any mitzvah that's e'ev, she'yelasa, say they are him, to do. So therefore, there's a lot of bitter tape in the world that tells me I got to do mitzvahs and stuff. So why, why is the Gemara make a big issue about this? So I think the Pshad is the Gemara makes a big issue because it's a nice life. Become a court Jew, meaning the guy hanging around the, the big shots of the world and asking for, for uh, I guess, uh, And they said, deal with them, simply to deal with them. And, you know, you attend the bank banquets they have, and you attend the thing, and you go to the fancy houses, and to all the, uh, whatever they have at, at the point, they have us, a, a, uh, a, what do you, a, a singer, whatever they call it, they have a little concert in the place, they have a little acting in the place. It, 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 it's, an, it's, a, it's a cute life, it's a nice life, it's a, it's a life of ease. So people may think, you know, that this is, you know, I can, I can do very important things with this life of ease, and 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 help and 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 what do you call it? And and save Jewish lives and stuff like that. It tells you, you know, when you're raising your kid, 
you're not raising him to be the doctor because you have to save lives or the lawyer or the policeman or whatever it is that you have to save lives. I'm raising the Talmud Chacham. There's going to be a Talmud Chacham that's going to learn. That's the issue that we have. And that's the part we have to understand. That's what we want from our kids. Only one thing, that she should come out and sit and learn. And they should become big people in learning, meaning they should be somewhat different people. They should be big people. That's important. Uh, what do I mean by that? Uh, let's say it says, This is one of the biases in the sixth, sixth paragraph of Big Eos. Right? This is the way the Torah, Pasmalach Teotih, Teichel, Mandam Suratishte, she only a piece of bread, drink a little bit of water, and all its t-shirts, sleep on the floor, right? And work in Teichel. I mean, that doesn't sound uh, too appealing for anybody to do that. So why would anyone do that? So he says, so Rashi says, you know, even in such a case, you have to go and learn. Now, you know, right now, Baruch Hashem, most of us can afford to sit and learn to a certain extent. But even if we can't afford it, basically means we have to spend money for it. Or, or, or if you come out, we're going to have to eat stuck here or whatever it is. It's still a good thing to do. I want to change it a little bit. Not that the, 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 the facts are true with what it says, but I want to translate it a different way. Now, words, I've seen it as, as, as uh, you know, they call it having a shiver of, uh, of a dormitory kid starting with a high school age. Talking with a kid about 14 years old, coming to the shiver, comes to the shiver, and he wanted, he wanted, we put him in the room. He's not going to have the same food that he had at home. He's not going to have the same bed he had at home. You're going to have roommates that he didn't necessarily ask for. And he's going to, uh, in order to Mashiach, he's going to be on his back all the time. That's what, what comes out there, right? And a lot of the kids... For the first month, when parents ask them, probably ask them every single day, how's it going? And they'll say, I hate it here. But somewhere along the line, about a month into, the, into this man, you'll find the kids start saying, I love it here. How'd you go from I love it to from I hate it to I love it? In one day. The idea is, I hate it because all these conveniences that I had or I thought I needed existed, right? Now I see they don't exist. So what happens? I don't have these enjoyments anymore. So I don't have, I don't feel I'm doing anything anymore. So therefore, I feel bad. But all of a sudden, I start learning and I enjoy the learning. And I find out that it's not really a sacrifice. I didn't give up anything. I enjoy it. I don't mind the fact that the food is not as good as home. I'm hungry and I eat it. And the same thing goes when I, when I have to go to sleep. I don't mind the fact that it's a bed that, that has whatever it is there. I mean, I slept in a bed that the spring came out of the thing. It was broken spring. If you, you, you turned a certain way, you got it into your back. The stuff like on your side, and it'll cut you. Right? Okay, how many times I went to sleep there? But it didn't stop me from going to sleep. I was so tired at night. I went to sleep. I ate no matter what, what food there was there because I'm hungry. And I enjoyed it as much as anybody else enjoys a, a good steak or something because I don't know if they're as hungry as I was. But I'm hungry. When I'm hungry, I only eat hard bread. Yesterday's bread. Two days old bread. And, that, and, and enjoy it. Not just enjoy it. So therefore, when the kid realizes there's no sacrifice, that's the way of taking now, the same thing goes with Balabas. Let's say he's doing other stuff, Yemi. Now, this is a particularly hard blot. So he, he goes to the morning minion. So he goes, he goes five o'clock to, to, to land off Yemi. To do that, he has to get up at least four. Right? So they, so, and he has to go to work right after that. So he's, he's got this thing. That, so he's, he learns that night. And, and as they say, it was a hard blot. So he wants to get an, an, another viewpoint uh, at night. So he goes to the seven o'clock, Dafiemi. 
And that time, that one will end, let's say, eight, nine, eight o'clock. Then he hangs around talking a few minutes. He gets home. It's 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. The church going to sleep. He's got to be up at 4 o'clock the next morning. And he does it. But he's tired. And his friend asks him, so why don't you quit? I mean, what's the big deal? Why are you doing this? He says, what are you talking about? This is my life. This is what I live for. All of a sudden, that Jamie became his life. It's not a sacrifice. That's what you do to live. I have to, I think, okay, I'd like to sleep a little bit more, but if I can't, I can't. And that's the way it goes in life. So he realizes it's not a sacrifice, something he loves. And once he loves something, there's no sacrifice. The second thing that I think that gives it the shoes of the the Teva nickname in Memchas Dover, 48 things it takes to become a Talmud Chacham. And Gemara says, G'dayla Talmud Teva, then a Malchus, which only has 30 things, and Kahuna, which only has 24 things, because this takes 48 things. Okay. I, I never understood the comparison, because those two, the being a coin and a melech, by the fact that you're a coin, you have the 24 things. And the fact that you're a melech, you have the 30 things, right? But the 48 things you need to make you into the Talmud Chochem. So if that's the case, so uh, how you compare the two cases, two different things? I said, no, it's not that. We find like a coin that didn't have the 24 things. We do are the Bnei Bazilai. They, when the second base Amigdush came out, they lost their papers of Yuxin. They said, uh, how do you prove your coin? And you want to say you're a coin? You want to know how do you know you're a coin? So you had papers that proved you were a coin, right? They lost this. And because they lost it, they, they, didn't, they, they couldn't prove they were coin anymore. But everybody knew they got certain things, Kachigvu, you know, things that they got, the Mandarabon that they lost. So they, 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 everyone knew that. So that they told them you can keep doing that because they, they have a chazot on. But to go higher, you can't go higher than that. So there's an in of, of, of what do you call it? Meirazilai. But they are kohanim, missing part of the 24 things because they can't go up. They're not kohanim anymore. They don't call them kohanim anymore. Meirazilai. Meirazilai, they have a special law that they can get away with certain things. But in reality, they're not going anymore. The same thing goes with Dovid Amalek. When, when Absalom made the revolution, Dovid Amalek didn't have the 30 powers anymore that a king has. So he wasn't king. He wasn't considered king anymore. But that half year or a year, whatever, was out of, off, out of uh, office, he was not a king anymore. Why? Because he didn't have the 30 things. He would have the 30 things, he'd be a king. And that's the problem that they had. So what he's telling you this way, God will Talmud Chochem takes 48 things to be a Talmud Chochem, not to become a Talmud Chochem. takes 48 things to be a Talmud Chochem. And if you don't have the 48 things, you're not a Talmud Chochem. The same thing if you don't have the 424 things, you're not a Koyin. If you don't have the 30 things, you're not a Mela. And that's what the Torah is trying to impose on us. This is something that we have to know becoming a Talmud and things that we work for and so on. It's not a small thing that we're learning on. We're working on. This is someone that you have, not necessarily someone have a book. Right. Um, so basically, again, that's part of Purim in the way in other words, whatever we pick to do, whatever the Torah tells us we have to do, which is become Tamachochim, become an Eved Hashem, and so on, that means we do 48 things. And by doing it, we get to love it. And when we love it, uh, there's no Nisoyen at all. And if we work on this, on the testing of Betochen, I mean, I, I'm telling you guys, try it. Try it next time you gotta go. The worst that you'll be, you'll find a pot six spots away. It's the worst that you'll have to work. Try and see if you can get a better spot than three blocks away.
okay? And you'll see that none, you'll get, I'm not going to tell you every time it's going to happen because you may have ancient. You may have a guy going to the war in six bucks and stuff like that. But it, it, it's going to see that you don't, you'll, you'll, you'll find that many, many times you will get the spot and you'll get it close. And that way you, 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 Mamish, you won't, you, you can see a different God. You can see, you're going to talk to God all the time. I'll tell you a story after the once I once told this over to a group of guys. Believe it or not, there are shulim that have people that can't say the loyutsas, but the money seems they have. But pride, stuff like that, you know, the, the, the world tenses of the the word stoltz. People might translate it as as baligaiva. I'm now an outer bacha, whatever it is, and I have stolts. I don't talk to younger bacha anymore. I've reached the thing, but that's not what stolts means. Stolts means pride. In other words, it's not that I'm about God. I'm not better than this kid, and there's no reason for me to start to talk to him. But not necessarily my friend, because we're not in the same age group and stuff, but if we were, we were. And it's not a problem to being friends with a younger bacha. The problem is, that child is you know that you are an altar bacha, and it's your job to show how people have to act and have the what equal, uh, how to dress, how what, but all the things that Tamachach and Mukhif to do, that's that that's because you have pride, you're gonna wear that. I'm a Tamachacham. I can't just walk out like this. I gotta walk out with with a suit, with a tape, I have to look like a mensch. I have to look at the thing there, I'm going to daven, I have to put on whether, whether the hat or not the hat, whether I forgot it or not, I'm not talking about it. My says, should I wear a hat? Shouldn't I wear a hat? If the people, if, if that's the covered way to go to be to, to a melech or to someone else, why shouldn't you do it? If it's not, we're out of the business, nobody wears hats anymore, okay, so you don't have to wear them in a din. You want to say that maybe there's a mile away, that you have to find out if there'll be a mile away. But basically, I I, I I I don't have I'm not tied down to to any rules, whatever it is that I'm doing to give people chizuk that this this is important, this is not important, and so on. So I'm not knocking the hat, but the but the idea is the hat is a pride. I'm a Talmud Chacham, and Talmud Chacham dresses a certain way. He doesn't walk in with his dungarees on on the thing; they just off the job. I, what happens if I'm working I'm a working man and I'm wearing that and 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 and, and, and his mom comes to Minchel and we better dive now, but when I get Dab Minchel, of course Dab Minchel with the dungarees. I'm not telling you not to Dab Minchel with dungarees. You'll say all these laws you heard about, you know, Melchi Soil, you shouldn't give, you know, you shouldn't use uh, what he, uh, you know, uh, uh, can't dive with a hat and don't dive with the minion, whatever, something like that. So that, that's not a rule for davening. That's a rule for the yeshiva. In other words, the yeshiva doesn't want guys who are not dressed properly for what they call properly to be done davening by them. It's their, it's their minion. They can do whatever they want. They can make any rules they want. But it's not that they're saying that, you know, this is the halacha that you can't, you can't daven unless you're wearing your hat. They're not saying that. But we prefer... I tell me, especially in the yeshiva, davening yeshiva minion, they should be dressed in a certain way. So that's what it means. So therefore, same thing goes on all these type of takonis, whatever they're making yeshiva. You know, it's, uh, you know, the Israeli lawyers take pictures from out the yeshiva bachem, you know, in, in Europe, that the, uh, the comments of the things, they would wear a white hat. They wear saying things that you would dream of wearing anymore. You don't black. Right? That's nothing to do with, 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 with being a from a year, being black or white. Well, we all were when I was a kid. Uh, in yeshiva, I don't mean a kid. I mean, take the younger man even. We wore uh, gray suits. We wore a gray hat for sure. A uh, light blue hat. Uh, these things were considered what they did. No one had the concept of clothes. And there was one picture I once saw of the Briskerov with his kids. And uh, David was wearing a white double-breasted suit and a black hat. And then looking with the, the same, the, the, the face and thing, you can tell it's him. And what he called, but that was the clothes. 
big deal. I got a hat. So I got a nice white, nice suit. Who wore black suit clothes? Another wore black clothes. The regular guy doesn't need black clothes. The regular guy wears colorful clothes, nice, nice clothes. I think that you don't like it. So that's your problem. And I happen to like the colors. So we deal. So if I wear that way, you know. But uh, but it has nothing to do that are disrespectful or anything. That's that's not there. But being dressed uh, nicely, in other words, not drill, not your. Uh, I don't want to say this, but you you your shirt out of your pants. I mean, there's uh, kid can't keep it in the pants. What can you do? But I'm just saying. But they let the mice kitchen understand. You're going to daven the You took your pants, your, your shirt in. You're going to see the mellow, you tuck your shirt in. You're going to get to even see the principal, you tuck your shirt in. And that's, that's, that's basically what it's trying to tell you. Not hustle a little, no one is telling you to, to go and, and miss Davening if you had to miss Davening. Anyway, you should always be Zaycha to Gulish Shlema and no more child to call yourself. They understand what happened today. I don't, I don't know. I have known the facts myself, so I can't say anything. Uh, be well.